0: Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you receive a blessing from this program. We hope that you will join us in person this Sunday at 9.30 for Sunday School and 10.35 for the service. We promise you will receive a warm welcome. For more information or to watch our services live, please go to gpindy.net. Now, let's join the service already in progress. What can wash away?
1: What can wash
0: away my sin?
1: Nothing but the blood of
2: Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the
0: let's sing a great song chorus called there's something about that name everybody join in with us we're going to sing now
2: jesus 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 there's just something
3: If I could mention only one, I'd have to thank him for his son, and that's enough to praise the Lord for all he's done for all.
4: Truth is, you know what tomorrow brings. brings There's not a day ahead you have not seen. seen So, in all things, be my life and bread.
5: My Savior and my God. It's my desire, my desire to
2: praise him. It's my, it's my desire to lift his name. To lift
5: up his name desire. More than worthy of my prayer.
1: I've heard it Just something people say till it brought me to my knees Those words in John 3:16 For yeah. God so loved the world He gave
2: To cover every stain Stains that he no longer
1: sees It's amazing to believe That God so loved the world Means even me Amen How could I say kind of price I've seen what mercy does He found me where I was And He gave His life for mine God so loved the
2: world He gave Gave His only Son away A way to save a rich life One who needed grace Grace to cover every stain Stains that He no longer
1: sees It's amazing to believe That God so loved the world Means even me
2: Me with all my failures Me with all my shame
1: it's the very reason Jesus came For God so loved the world He gave
2: Gave His only Son away
1: A way to save a rich like me For God so loved the world He gave
2: Gave His only Son away A way to save a rich like me one who needed grace, grace to cover every stain, stains that he no longer sees. It's amazing to believe, it's amazing to believe that God's soul of the world means even me.
0: Bibles, you can turn, uh, actually my text will be 2 Timothy chapter 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, I'll be there in just a little bit, ask here if you remember uh, uh, Debbie Miller, she has cancer, and uh, of course John's sister, and uh, just remember her if you would, and she's fighting the battle of faith right now, and she loves the Lord, we're grateful for that. And so just remember her, and also a lot of you have asked about Mike Pipes, who plays our electric guitar. Uh, Mike's had all kinds of physical problems, just recently had surgery, and we're really hoping, rooting for him, that this time it really works, uh, remove a lot of the pain that he's been having, and that he'll be back up to his old self. And uh, so just remember Mike also. You know, throughout the years, one of the... And by the way, I just wrote some things down on paper. I hope it would be okay for you this morning. I just want to challenge you something about enduring. That's the title of my message, Enduring. And uh, throughout the years, one of the most disappointing things is when we've seen believers go by the wayside. Uh, They don't endure, and they quit. Well, you know, James said this in James 1.12. James 1.12 Blessed is the man that endureth temptation or trials, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. And he says, uh, blessed is that man that endures. Paul says it this way in 2 Timothy 2, verse 7. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, was raised from the dead, according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble and evil doer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore I what? Endure why? All things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus, with eternal joy. Here Paul is saying, I'm going through all that I'm going, that i might encourage some people to endure like i'm enduring and i want to talk about enduring this morning if i could looking back over the last 10 years what do you wish you had not stopped (laughs) where you quit wish you finished high school college wish you had kept taking those lessons rather as piano voices gymnastics can't imagine that. Trade school. <laughs> wish, wish you had stayed on that old job and not taken that new one. Wish you had worked harder. Continued in your relationship with your spouse. That's a good one. Wish you had not severed a friendship when the going got tough. Wish you had not given up on God, His ways, and gone into sin. You know sometimes we don't like talking about the past especially our past failures do we but sometimes it's good to go back there and say why did I fail why did I sin why did I stop and quit analyze it then move forward again I think that's good for us because every now and then it pays to consider the cost of quitting there are many Even in this building this morning, you live with scars and wounds from having quit on something or on someone. Now you look back and you groan. Why did I cash it in so early? Oh, I wish I hadn't quit. By the way, why do people quit? Well, the answer is really easy. It's easier to quit than to endure, than to finish something, amen? It's easier to go out and play ball and things like that than to study. It's easier to watch TV than to take night classes at college. It's easier to walk out when arguing with someone rather than remaining and working through the conflict. It's easier to remain comfortable, drink coffee, stay in your pajamas, read the newspapers, than to get your family all ready and get them up and get them to church. I said that for a purpose. It's easier to do what you want to do with your life than to kneel down and give God your life. It's easier to do that. It's easier to stop following Christ than to go through the painful process of daily surrender, daily battles, daily attacks, and so on. It's almost always easier to quit than it is to endure. But quitting comes at a high cost. And many people, they've paid dearly for giving up too soon. I'm not going to do the verses, fellas, on Second Timothy again, but we read it just a while ago. Paul says, I endure. Today, we live in an instamatic era. Too often, we use our energy to try to avoid all of the trials and difficulties we might actually go through. But in reality, adversity in our life actually helps us to develop endurance so we can endure. Endurance is a powerful weapon in the character of the child of God. I remember the old-time saints, a lot of them. They're with the Lord now, and through thick or thin, they were there. didn't matter what they'd gone through, they were there, faithful, enduring. Today, it seems like the least thing, the person's ready to quit rather than to endure. This instamatic error, today we demand instant overnight stardom, overnight success, overnight growth, overnight solutions, overnight marital bliss, (laughs) overnight spiritual maturity, overnight financial freedom, overnight problems gone. And if not quick, soon, or overnight, we have the strong tendency to just quit. We quit our jobs, we quit our education, we quit our marriages, we quit living for God. Most of us, we even quit and give up on God's work, His mission, His purpose in our lives before we really put it to the test. Philippians 2, 12 and 13, some of my favorite verses. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Bring it to its conclusion. For it is God which worketh in you. You see, I am to work at fulfilling God's purpose for my life And when I decide to do that, and as I'm doing that, God will work in my life. That's what God wants us to do. But I've noticed we're becoming weak-willed people because we don't understand the principle of enduring, sticking to the stuff. What if Abraham, Moses, Joseph, what if they had quit? What if Mary and the disciples and Peter and Paul and John, what if they had not endured? You see, staying faithful, having endurance, is greater than courage. You can have courage for a few minutes, but that's not good enough to carry you through to the end. It's endurance that gives you discipline and staying power. Endurance gives reality to vision. You see, if not, vision is only a pipe dream. Nothing is fulfilled if you don't endure, regardless how big one dreams, right? Endurance is essential to our Christian character. So the question comes, how do I develop it? Well, you build endurance by learning how to crash crash through quitting points, How do you get through that point that you're wanting to quit? There's physical quitting point. If you're a runner, you know when the quitting point is. Your side hurts. Your legs are heavy. Your throat is burning. Your heart is pounding. You're breathing heavy. Your mind is screaming, quit. Enough. Don't go another lap. Not even another step. You're suffering, and you're at the point of stopping. That's physical quitting point. There's a vocational quitting point. You have pressure at work. You're working hard, so hard, so much, you're even dizzy about it. <laughs> then the boss comes in, and he barks another assignment for you to do. You think to yourself, that's it. I can't stay another moment longer. I'm going to give my resignation." I'm going to throw it on his desk, and I'm going to walk out. That's vocational, that quitting point. You have a marital argument. And in that, you argue both about the same thing you have for the last ten times. The same disagreement you're frustrating. It's been building. Then your spouse says those magical words, whatever they are. You're like your mother. You're like whatever they are, and you go off and scream, I quit, and you storm out and you say, call the lawyer. It's not worth it anymore. Then there's the moral quitting point. You try to live for God. You've been wrestling with a particular sin. Then someone you like makes fun of you or hurts you. So you, in your mind, you say, why continue this struggle? Does anybody really even care about me? Why not just give in to my particular sin? I'm all alone anyway. And then there's spiritual, the spiritual quitting point. And it even happens to mature believers at times. God's worked in your life. You've made great strides. You've had change in your life. Then you realize God wants to continue to always be the Lord of your life. And you think to yourself, well, no one else is doing this. Am I the only crazy one enough to trust him? Then you have a difficulty, a hurt, a failure. And you say, God, that's it. I'm not going another step farther. You're asking me more than I can give. I give up, I quit. That's the spiritual quitting point. There are other kinds of quitting points, and it's when you reach that point and all you want is sweet relief. You want no more pain, no more strife, hurt, frustrations. You know what's interesting? In the old days, quitting was disgraceful. It was disgrace if you didn't finish. But today, it's often praised. You watch TV, they glamorize it. The employee disagrees with the boss. You snap and say, I quit. And the music thing goes, and it agrees with you. The storm, the storm hits, and you slam the door, and all the people, the viewers that are watching they're saying, yes, that's exactly what I do, and that's what I want to do to my boss. Again, you watch TV, a husband and wife are disagreeing. The, t- the tension builds, the anger peaks, and suddenly the wife slaps her husband and storms out. And Half of the women that are watching that in America, that's what I want to do. <laughs> but we forget the consequences of quitting. We allow the glamour. We don't look at the cost. Now that husband, he's been laid off work. He can't pay support. Now the divorced lady and the kids, they don't have much of a daddy around. You see, God says, blessed is the man that endureth. God says, therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake. The light and the music shouldn't focus on those who quit, but on those who didn't quit. On those who came to this decision, they're going to grit their teeth, and they're going to trust God, and they say, God, with your help, I'm going to press on. And when a believer does that, that's when the heavenly choir breaks forth. That's when the spotlight of heaven shines down on you, and you'll be blessed because you went through that breaking point. That's when ordinary people like you and me become extraordinary in God's sight. And when we become extraordinary, God says, I'm going to bless you. If right now you're at a quitting point, you're ready to quit with God's will for your life, God's way for your life, I just say, please count the cost carefully before throwing in the towel. Quitting is not glamorous. It doesn't develop character or bring God's blessings. You see, when being faithful to God and you quit, more than likely you will regret that the rest of your life. But if you crash through it, that quitting point, I promise you, you will build endurance. Thus, you will be blessed. You may be about to quit your job. Let me just ask you, do you you think you'll find another job somewhere better? Do you think you're going to have success quickly? You know, some people quit their job before they have anything ready to go to. (laughs) Let me give you a breakthrough thought. That comes from God. He says this, Promotion cometh from the Lord. Let God be involved in your decisions before you quit. Secondly, you may be about to quit in your marriage. To quit, it looks inviting. And by the way, let me just say, we know that situations happen and are not repairable. We understand that. Thank God for grace. Amen. We understand that. But what I'm saying is most people, if they would get through that, that quitting point, they can stick it out and make it work. Amen. Carol and I came to that point early in our marriage. I walked out. For some reason, I returned. And sitting in my front room, some stupid preacher that started the process and god and his strength saved our souls but saved our marriage and as i look back i I say how foolish i was to even consider something like that at that moment you might be about ready to quit don't quit three you may be about to quit your spiritual life You've tried and tried, and you say it just doesn't make sense to you to continue in your difficulty. You, for some reason, just can't feel your faith. Fellas, did I give you John 13? Boy, that blew, didn't it? Was that God? Was that? Now notice, if you know these things, happy are you if what? You do them. Your happiness is a direct result of your behavior, your actions, what you do. If you do right, you're going to feel right. Hello? Amen. Did I give you John 6 by any chance? I might not. I did. I didn't think I would. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve. Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Let me ask you something. In your spiritual life, you're going to quit. Where are you going to go? Are you going to go to the world's opinions, the world's viewpoints, only Christ has the words of life. Why would you leave that? Don't quit that. And then you may be about to quit as a leader in church. Maybe you're a Sunday school teacher, a deacon, a ministry leader, a choir member. You've walked with God for a lot of years. You've been through the struggles, the responsibilities, The pain of leadership. To you, it looks good just to slip away and become a spectator. I had a good friend who did that. Thought he'd stop preaching because he was tired of all the stuff and just kind of become, what do you call the fella that does that? Huh? Anyway, he still was at the church, but he didn't do the preaching. They got another preacher. And he he began to see the consequences, the loss of being an influence in people's lives. And he began to miss that so much. And they're counting on you. God's honor and glory is counting on you not to quit, but to endure. You may be about to quit even with your life. What's the reason to live? You're contemplating suicide. Let me just say, Elijah came to that point in his life. Elijah, he's underneath that juniper tree. He says, God, I don't even want to live. Here I am, kill me. But you see, you need to understand, God is bigger than any problem we face. And God taught Elijah that. And it doesn't matter what you're going through right now that you would come to that point. Listen, there is help, there is grace, there are answers. Let us know. Let us help you. I challenge you this morning, whatever your quitting point is, test God today. Say to God, God, I'm going to go forward. I'm going to proceed. I'm going to trust you. Help me, empower me to be able to do it. Years ago when lifting weights, I know it doesn't look like that right now, but I was young once. All the way up to I was 50. When I was 50, I was at the best at my lift, lifting. Amazing, that's true. And when lifting weights, you determine how much you're going to lift. How many reps you'll do beforehand but when i would reach the final reps of what i was doing like you do three sets of 10 of uh, you know whatever 200 something whatever and you do your 10 reps i'd go on and do an extra rep because that allowed me to become stronger I was enduring longer by doing that. There's been many times I've wanted to quit the ministry and run away. Just go somewhere away from everything. But endurance kept me faithful. Now the importance is to finish strong and honor God and keep on going. You know, there are times working on sermons, my mind is on overload. (laughs) Uh, My mind wanders today sometimes. Sometimes it's just kind of crazy. And I can't even think of one new thought. But finally, I went to bed at 3.30 this morning. Finally, a new thought comes in, and you endure, and you keep on going, and God blesses you for doing it. I've learned that each time you break through a quitting point, you realize something. You realize that that quitting point is not as solid or as difficult as you thought it was. You see, what we're good at is at making problems bigger than they actually are sometimes. And we think that we have to quit rather than enduring and going on. And each time you break through a quitting point, each time you do that, your faithfulness, your endurance grows stronger in your character. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 6, Paul said, The one who said, I endure, for I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me, at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Paul is saying, my time's over. I'm ready to go be with the Lord. He's going to have his head chopped off. But Paul is saying to us, I finished. I endured. And if anybody went through anything, it was Paul. He went through the trials and the persecutions and the difficulties in in the seas, in being beaten with stripes, in the rejection. All of that, he endured. He went through his breaking point. He endured. He went through his breaking point. And that's what God wants us to do as believers in him. God says your quitting point, crash through it. I'll give you the strength. I'll be there to help you. You can do it. Think of Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, what did he do? He endured. He endured the cross. From his rejection to his trial to his mockings to his beatings to his crucifixion on the cross to the voices that were crying out from hell saying quit, quit. But because the Father ministered to him and his own endurance, he endured the cross. And by the way, when he endured the cross, did that make any difference? Uh huh It's changed the world in so many places, hasn't it? And you don't know what your enduring will accomplish. People watch us. People know if our faith is real or not. Not by we're, we're being prospered, we have so much, or we don't have so much, whatever the case may be, but they see us in trials. They see us in the difficulties and the things that life, and life is not fair, throws at us, and they watch us, and they observe us. And if we endure, we go through that quitting point, and we go through it, they observe that. And that's giving them a signal. What they have is real. What they have is true. Do I have that in my life? Maybe I need to ask them, what keeps you going through these difficulties? And I've seen people throughout the years go through some stuff. And they go through it with a, an air of grace, of strength, of calmness, Peace and honoring to the Lord. And boy, that has lifted me up and encouraged me as a believer. But I also know some of these people, family members, weren't saved. And because they saw that, a number of them got saved. A number of them. I remember my family I remember my mom said, you know, I had seven sisters, my brother, and uh, my grandfather was the first person ever talk to me and told me the story of Jesus turning water into wine and walking on water. I, could, I said, what, what? <laughs> I was a little kid. Nobody, we never prayed in our house. We never did those things. I remember my mom, I said, Mom, you need to be saved. She says, well, what you're saying is then the rest of the kids are going to hell. I want to be with all my kids. I'll go to hell and be with the majority of all of y'all. I said, no, Mom. I said, you need to get saved and then let's win them to Christ so we all can go to heaven. About a year later, that was that was at my baccalaureate down at Tennessee Temple. And about a year later, I had the privilege of leading my mom to Christ. She got saved. And I saw some change in her life in the short time we had together for that final year. But more than that, she was enduring. She had cancer. It was, it was horrific. And my family observed that. Then I led another one to the Lord. I led another one to the Lord. I led another one to the Lord. And I can say right now, all my family, with my mother, we're all going to be in heaven one day. All because we endured. We stayed faithful. We stayed at our post. Quit, that's been easy. To endure, God, I need you. Please help me. So you might be at that quitting point this morning. All I want you, I just want to encourage you today. Don't quit. Let's go through that today. And let's go on for God. Amen? Father, we love you. Thank you for the privilege we have to belong to you. And Lord, we have difficulties in our life. We have troubles. We have everything going on. And God, we need you. We don't want to quit. We want to stay faithful. We want you to be proud of us. We want to be vessels of honor when we stand before you one day. But God, sometimes it's so tempting to quit that and just go by the way of our flesh and the world and the devil's wishes. God, help us today to decide, I'm going to follow Jesus. Regardless what's sent, what comes into my life, sent in my life, God, I'm going to endure. I'm going to crash through those times and just trust you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? We hope that you received a blessing from today's broadcast. We would love to have you to visit us in person. You can watch us live and view past services on our website at gpnd.net. For more information, please visit our website or contact us by phone. Until next week, may God richly bless you Is our prayer.